is the time you listen to yourself We're here to offer you some help Welcome back to Thrive Responsibly. It's Sierra and Amanda here. We're Hey-o. excited for another episode. Yes. I am so excited to be here today. Yay. Me too. I actually really love podcast day. You know? Me too. I look forward to it. I feel like I plan ahead. You know, I'm like, I got to make sure I have my breakfast and all my beverages and clear my calendar for the day. And then yeah. afterward, yeah. it's like, I do whatever I want, you know, like (laughs) it's my happy day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel that way too. It's um, yeah. I think the angst about it has kind of gone and you know, whatever comes out of our mouths is meant to. That's right. This is episode seven. We're like professional podcasters now. It's like this forever. That's right. Time like is for sure going by faster. It's, um, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it's good. It's very full. Like I feel like my life's really juicy. You know, I like I'm enjoying everything, but at the same time, I'm like, man, it's a lot. Yeah. We're already at the new moon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <So>. like, what? <laughs> oh, happy new moon, everyone. It's yes. today, February 11th. Right. So. You'll be, yes. So the day before you're listening to this, if you're listening on our normal Fridays, we release. Um, ah, yes. Yeah. I ended up having to kind of, I was like, what is going on? <clears throat> Cause the new moon for me is usually like the full moon in my opinion. Like I feel really energized and good. Like the, the light of the full moon, I feel like I'm like dancing under it. And then the new moon, the absence of the light, like is, I get super insecure. Like I was trying to go to sleep last night after having like a little tiff with my husband about nothing. Like I've I laid there, like, why am I so mad mm. right now? Like I was mad. And then I started just feeling insecure and kind of like questioning everything that I said that day and my behaviors and did I make good decisions? And was I efficient with my time? Mm. I, just, I hate feeling that way. So I put myself to bed. <laughs> I woke up feeling much different, but it really does um, bring up like the shadow side of things for me, the new moon. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I had my moment of overwhelm and kind of anger yesterday myself where I was railing against technology a little bit. Um, that and Mercury not- Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know why I think it, that's so funny. I don't know if anybody <laughs> else thinks it's so funny, but I'm referring to Mercury retrograde, which is when technology and communication can go haywire. So, yeah. And I know like we, we did our podcast last week about tough emotions and feeling out of control sometimes. And, um, I know a lot of our listeners resonated with that and like my clients too, are going through, we're going through it. And I just kind of had to offer that as a, a little bit of a, you know, relief that there's some external forces going on as well right now. And so to be really graceful with yourself and recognize that this time will pass and we will come back to the light, so to speak, but, um, it lasts till the 19th. So just be aware of 
that. If you've been having like relationship issues or feeling insecure or your technology is fritzing out, like there's probably some mercury, mercury, mercury retrograde. You've been drinking that Gatorade too. (laughs) (laughs) But um, be encouraged that what's happening for our bodies as well as our technology is that it's upgrading. Yeah, I think, I mean, I feel like an evolution has taken place in me a little bit with even in the last week or so. And so um, I believe it. I think that breakdowns often lead to breakthroughs and in fact, maybe the only way to lead to breakthroughs in some form. Um, So I think these times are good to recognize like what can be learned during this time (laughs) once you've vented it out and had your moment, but coming back to, okay, so what do I get to learn from this? Which is what helps our evolution process, you know? It does. It's everything. Cause that's why we're here. We're here to grow. Um, so yeah, so this week we wanted to dive into intuition cause we had talked about emotion kind of guiding us, um, at the end of, was that last week? I believe it was last episode. And I was, <clears throat> when I listened to it and I was thinking about it, I realized I, I don't think I communicated it the way I wanted to. And so there, when I say that I want, I wish, I wish we could be more ruled by our emotions. I was meaning our intent, our intuition. So mm-hmm. I don't want to be the, a victim of my raw emotions, like feeling angry or overwhelmed or frustrated or any of those things. But I want to be more in tune with my like internal voice. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the clarification I would like to dive into today. And I think you can help me with it. Um, (laughs) You're such a good communicator. (laughs) Sometimes you feel that Sometimes I feel like I'm tripping over myself, but I guess we all feel that. Um, I did want to, we just wanted to mention though that we sometimes do tarot drawings before this. Um, Yeah. How funny. <laughs> and today I drew seven of wands um, upright. And then Sierra drew her own, did her own shuffling and drew a, her own card, which was seven of wands reversed. <laughs> like <laughs> the synchronicities, man. I just, I like, I love that stuff. I'm definitely the kind of person that would rather believe that everything is a miracle, <laughs> you know, right? and there are no coincident coincidences. So yeah, let's um, go and, into that a little bit. Yeah, that, and I just want, remember that we had the same birth cards for tarot too. That's right. Yes. Remember? Like the exact yeah. same cards for birth cards, which you can look that up. Um, we don't have to go into that right now, but uh, yeah, we had the exact same ones and we were not born in the same month or the same year even. So um it's all so interesting we're definitely connected indeed I'm sure we've been friends in other lives Amanda yes it was too easy you know like I feel like when you find that ease in a friendship that it's not your first time yeah your souls know each other yeah but yeah so seven of wands is kind of like the same two sides of the same coin yeah that is a common theme on both sides upright and reversed is the overwhelm but also sticking true to your intuition Mm -hmm. and knowing when to yield. And I think it, for the reversed side of things, it ties back to my quote from last episode um, by Bruce Lee about being water and um, flowing Mm. because that's, 
it's everything. I mean, you, you have to swim of course, but how often do you need to swim against the current or do you just need to go with the flow and use that energy? Like that makes me think of jujitsu, especially as a woman, um, in a male dominated sport. Sometimes when I go against someone who's bigger than me, but I have more experience, I use their own momentum against them. Like they'll try and, you know, smash me one way or take control this way. And I just wait for them to move. And as soon as they move, I'm like moving that rock. (laughs) Um, And I think that's definitely a good metaphor for life. And even a step further is that like the river stones, when the water goes over it, I mean, it's smoothing out your edges and Mm. polishing you, you know, for sure. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. (laughs) You love it. I think this, the overwhelm and all that is sort of ties into our entrepreneurial journey that we are constantly in and how uh, we have our ups and downs. Sierra sent me this funny picture yesterday of the day in the, a day in the life of an entrepreneur. And it's just like up, down, up, down, up, down. And it's like, oh my God, I love my life. And then I hate this. I can't do this. And then yes, I am on top of the world. And then no, I'm not. I suck. And then yes. Why do I ever get down on myself? It's like, cause you can't do this. Um, and how, and how true that feels. Um, and I had that yesterday. I had a very much of a low, low. And then by the end of the night, I was just like rattling off all the highs of the day and how I felt, which is again, interesting that we were kind of reversed in that way. Um, yeah. For me, it's just this reminder that we're not alone. There are a lot of other entrepreneurs who are like, no, I don't know any entrepreneur who experiences a smooth ride. Um, I don't know any human who experiences a smooth ride, right? Like that's the nature of life, but holding to our spiritual vision, our bigger purpose, our dharma, whatever, is kind of what keeps us on the path, no matter what, (laughs) no matter how difficult, no matter the obstacles. It's this, instead of this, like, this is a sign that I shouldn't do it. It's more of a, this is a sign that I should, or, you know, like that it's hard. (laughs) Sometimes the best things in life are the most difficult. Um, And I'm growing. I definitely um, adhere to that, like, using entrepreneurialism as a spiritual journey. Like I really do. Um, Like trusting my intuition as far as like what I want to do in my business and then strengthening that skill and also being okay with how tumultuous it is. Cause yeah. And like in the same day I can be like, man, I got this. Like, why did I ever doubt myself? And then, you know, the next hour I'm like, I'm going to go get a job. (laughs) I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just going to go get a job. (laughs) So much easier to just go to work, come back from work with money in your pocket. (laughs) Yes. Like, and then that, you know, you're going to have it. And then you leave that job in a lot of cases there, you know, you're not going to bed thinking about all the lost minutes in between minutes that you could have been more efficient. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Um, I don't know why this just came to me, but it's kind of like a babysitter and a mom. You know, I feel that like the babysitter gets to hang out with the kid and do whatever. And then it's like out of here, not thinking about that kid anymore, really probably. Right. And then, but with mom, it's like, you got to ride the tantrums and, 
and 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 it's all for raising this child into this beautiful human being right and so that's what's worth it is is like so if we can because I do think about my job as my baby in a way you know it's like I am protective oh, yeah. of my career and not my career but my vision and um and you created this yeah yeah, yeah it's like yeah, exactly. We created it just not out of my womb, but like out of my everything else, I guess. Which uh, probably came from your womb space anyway, <laughs> as far as energetics go. That's very true. You know, but yeah, I agree. That's a good analogy. I was thinking last night, um, we're having this thing with the kids right now on their mattresses. So the kids are sleeping with my husband and I between us and we put them to bed early and I heard them in there fighting. And I went in there and I'm like, hey, you guys gotta go to bed. Like today is over. We're all done with it. Go to bed. And they were fighting over who got to sleep next to dad. Oh. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, you guys figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm your primary. I do all the, you know, butt wiping and food prep and the cleaning and, uh, oh, dad's still the favorite. <laughs> but I mean I, I right because he's not around for the day exactly yeah 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 and it's I think all moms go through that or whoever not even just moms but whoever's the primary gets you know the brunt of it but you know like my son woke up in the middle of the night he was too who did he reach for in the middle of the night when he was upset me oh. you know <laughs> and I just rubbed his back till he fell asleep and it was the best but mm. yeah, I think that is such an easy, like correlation with having an entrepreneurial baby. Yeah. A little business baby. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's worth riding out the, the tantrums and the chaos for the, you know, the reward at the end. Um, I, when I was going through my wedding, when I was, you know, the crazy thing about weddings, it's like the biggest event of your, the biggest party of your life is what you're throwing essentially by yourself though, without a, with, you know, you have a caterer, I guess, but you're planning the biggest party of your life and, and it's for everyone else <laughs> and it's for everyone else. Right. And I, I had to come up with the mantra of embrace the chaos because, and I just said that to myself over and over and over again, because otherwise I would get lost in it and just be like, this is insane. Why does anyone do this? <laughs> Yeah. Why do we do this to ourselves? It literally makes zero sense to me. Um, you know, I loved my wedding. It was a blast, but it's like the getting there was just terrible sometimes. <laughs> I just wanted to throw all in the towel, but so yeah, embrace the chaos. I think that works for me sometimes because that's the world we live in right now. You know, it's, we can't predict anything. <laughs> so it's just kind of rolling with the punches and letting it take you but um, mm -hmm. I was gonna say really quick about fighting the river yeah because if it's flowing like for my seven of wands reversed I feel like sometimes I'm fighting the current like a salmon swimming upstream to get to something but if I were to just like hunker down and stand firm it would come to me you know <laughs> like it would just flow on by <laughs> I'd be like oh man that was way easier than <laughs> trying to swim so hard yeah, I love that image. Um, mm -hmm. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just wait, just wait, it's coming. Yeah, kind of reminds me of how whenever I want something, I buy it. Like, you know, like 
that's like, thank God for Amazon, but I'm like, Ooh, I need this. And I get it. And Hakobo said, you know, it's very hard to buy for you when you're always buying for yourself. <laughs> there's like, there's no room for me to give you what you want. Cause you've already got it. And so that kind of reminds you, it's like, Hmm, just wait for it. <laughs> no fun. I want it now, Amazon. <laughs> like I like my independence, but sometimes to a fault, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I was just going to talk about our entrepreneurial journey a little bit, you know, cause sometimes it helps to go back in time and think about what got us here. Um, especially when we're going through a rough patch because it can kind of like, Oh, I've gone through all of these other times, but they all were for a purpose that brought me here. And also just in gratitude for the people we've met along the way who influenced our journey. Right. Um, and it's this domino effect, you know, I, I don't, I love to play this game with myself, but so if I think about Sierra, for instance, you know, if I hadn't, uh, essentially if I hadn't visited my family on the East coast when I was 18 and boarded a plane and then sat next to this gentleman, actually he traded seats with this other guy cause it was a larger human. So he gave up his aisle seat and sat in the middle seat next to me. And we ended up chatting and we ended up dating for four years. It was like my guy, uh, my first boyfriend really. And I moved to Arizona with him because he was going to residency for medical school or whatever. And that's how I met Sierra. And like, and also through that, obviously this is happening right now, but I also started going to do, I started music in Arizona. So I did my first open mic in Arizona at Pranksters 2 and I fell in oh, love with days. it. <laughs> I loved those days. Yeah and like I loved the bar scene and it's kind of divey and all the people I met and so when I moved back to San Diego I picked up another open mic and ended up posting that open mic for six years which allowed me to meet all of the people I know now including my significant other. Um, and so many of the people I know are from that. And so it's so interesting to me. And then that now has led to where I am now. And because one of the girls I met through open mic introduced me to a self-awareness course, which ultimately led me into coaching. So, and here I am. So, so if you could follow that kind of disjointed journey, ultimately meeting a guy on a plane is what brought me here today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's my, I like, I like that rabbit hole story of like, man, if I hadn't X, Y, Z, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. It would look completely differently. And if I hadn't broken up with this guy, who's a doctor and very successful and would, I would be totally taken care of right now. Um, <laughs> Side note, not, not important. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I, uh, I, you know, but I'm, I'm like, I think about what, who I would be today. And I would be a completely different person. I probably would have given up music. I probably would have had babies right now. I, all these things that I probably would be doing that are not saying aren't really worthwhile and wonderful things, but I don't think I would be able to make the impact I hope to, um, or that I already have if I had stuck it out with him, you know? And so I appreciate the relationships I've had along the way and following my intuition to get out of them. <laughs> yeah. 
And going with the flow. I mean, you really have. I'm a very opportunity driven human. So <laughs> I say yes to a lot of things, which has led me to here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even um, I'm sure going through your divorce, which has been painful in a lot of ways, has also been a big growth factor for you and also brought you to the grief recovery method. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, that was, that's been a huge, like, God, I feel 180, like a different person in so many ways. I was drinking so much and just party mode and not really connecting with people on a deep level. Um, So to feel right now where I am of like, I have my solid friends. I connect with them consistently. I know what each day brings, you know, I'm a little more scheduled and I just feel so much more in love with myself, which is the biggest piece, I think, of like breaking, you know, breaking a part of me so that I could become whole again, I think is kind of what needed to happen. Yeah. Yeah. For your ultimate development, Mm -hmm. which I think that um, I've said it before, but I think that it could just be our whole purpose <laughs> to learn to love ourselves. I, I think there's some, a lot of truth in that because when you do, I think that also is kind of when you discover your purpose. I think there's a part of you that's open now to the fact that because you love yourself and the confidence that comes with that and the self-agency or whatever that comes with that mm-hmm. acceptance of who you are opens yourself up to all this other goodness that can come and opportunity. So, and appreciating the gifts you have that are different than everyone else's and using those as a cue that that's what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. That's a really great key point. Um, I just real quick with the entrepreneurs, it's like, you have to differentiate yourself. And as a coach, there's a bazillion other life coaches out there. So how do I stand out from the crowd? And really it comes down to what are my unique gifts and abilities? It doesn't really have much to do with my certifications, um, right. but with who I am as a human and also the life experiences I've had. Um, but yeah, it's totally like your uniqueness has to shine through if you want to differentiate in this world. <laughs> yeah. And how beautiful, how, how like annoyingly sim- simple it is, you know, like, um, I've been seeing a lot of like social media, TikTok, whatever that, you know, if you use this emoji, you're old. Have you seen this? No. Or like, if you're wearing skinny jeans or part your hair on the side or all these things and people are freaking out about being old. And I was just like, man, I do not give a shit. Like I am so happy with where I'm at. Like I would never go back in time. Every year is better. And I think I makes me have like a little more appreciation for myself and what I've been through. Yeah. Yeah. A little more like confidence. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So do you want to share your journey? I know I kind of sprung this on you. I'd had time to think about it um, before, but. Well, I was kind of putting it together because I just passed the 10 year anniversary of the first event I ever did where I made my own topicals. And 
Woo. This was, yeah, it's happy, happy 10 years <laughs> yeah. to Sierra Wana, uh, since she, you know, came out, <laughs> so to speak. Um, <clears throat> and I think that all started because I was going through a really low point. Like, I mean, like some of the worst self-esteem I've ever had. And because I had a bachelor's degree, I was like, okay, I'm going to get myself out of the country <laughs> because I don't deserve to be in the U.S. And so I started, I applied for teaching abroad in um, Seoul and I got accepted. I went through all these, you know, um, interviews and stuff because all you needed to do was have a bachelor's to go teach English overseas. And I was like, that's what I need to do. Nobody wants me here. I need to get out of here. And I was feeling so, so low. Like, I think that you can go do an adventure like that under different circumstances. But for me, I was estranged from my mom and like didn't have any support at all. Like I just felt like I was totally alone. And um, like I started selling all my stuff. And a few weeks before I was supposed to leave, I met this guy. And I will just say that he was not the person for me, but what he was the one that said, Hey, you know how to make lip balm. You know how to make lotion. Like let's infuse it with pot. Let's do this. <laughs> and this was in 2011 when it first went, when medical marijuana passed in Arizona. And so I was, that's how I got started was making medical marijuana topicals. Yeah. And you know, this the relationship didn't pan out, but and it was painful and I learned a lot. And really though, not just that, like breaking up and completing this relationship with this person sent me back home with my mom where we reconnected. Mm. And it was my mom that ended up setting me up with my husband. Like, oh my God, I forgot that whole, yeah. that's so It's crazy <laughs> <laughs> to have gone through like something so painful and crazy. And like, I would never want someone to have to go through that, but I see the big picture now yeah. and here I am 10 years later, still making, now I do hemp infused um, topicals and tinctures, but I'm so happy. Like this is my baby. I created this. I've been nurturing it. It's something I've done, even though I had to work other jobs and I've been traveling all over the country and moving and doing all these things, you know, like I'm still doing it. Yeah. And I think I success. I feel like. Yeah. Prior to COVID my business was paying all my family bills. It was my husband and I were working together down on the Florida Keys, one of the most expensive places to live in the U S and we were doing it while we had two little babies. I mean, we had a boat in the back in the backyard canal, like not that we could ever take it out and go boating because we had no time, but <laughs> it was there. <laughs> so. uh, and then the pandemic, but you know, I'm still going, I'm yeah. still got this. And now I'm so much more experienced and smarter. And yeah, I don't know. I, I can look back and like really appreciate my, my journey, which that's yeah. like the super short end of it, of course, but it, that it was the catalyst was one bad relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think this practice is powerful because in this, these moments of overwhelm where you can kind of go back there and be like, well, this is what came out of that shitty situation, you know? And so if we can kind of keep ourselves present in the moment to, yeah, this is hard. It's not forever. I will overcome this. Like I have everything else and I can't wait to look back in a year from now and be like, 
damn, this is what led to this, right? See, now I can see. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think it's a quick way to give yourself some perspective in the moment that like, you've already gone through a lot of things and, and these moments that maybe seem terrible are kind of, for most of us, that's our story. And that's what we bring into our business, especially as entrepreneurs, especially as coaches. And I mean, for you product, right? Like that's important to you on so many levels. And, um, and for me, like I, there's things always happening where I'm, I'm coming up with new ideas of how I can, I don't know, leverage is maybe not the right word, but, but use the situations for growth moment and for a learning yeah. opportunity and be like, how can I apply this to better myself and maybe other people? Um, and so, yeah. And I, I mean, I, I keep that most of the time it's uh, to a fault <laughs> sometimes. Um, yeah. but it, but yeah, so I love this exercise of kind of going back down the rabbit hole of how did we get here? Where did we come from? You know, so um, had gone another way. Things just could be so, so, so different. Well, and he almost missed that flight, this guy, you know, like he's this close to missing the flight and he's just like, all right, I'll try and make it. And he like barely made it on, you know? So it's, it's so interesting, like all, and if that guy hadn't come on the plane and wanted to sit in his seat, you know, it's just so funny. There's so many things that could have changed and that could have been yeah. different very different right now so um I'm pretty stoked and where I'm at <laughs> yeah and I can now I can feel gratitude for those experiences yeah because I learned a lot I'm a lot stronger now right like go oh, us <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and pat my back yeah Good job. Good job. you Good kept job. going <laughs> Um, and I just want to encourage our listeners, like take yourself on that journey sometime. Um, it's fun to kind of go back to that first moment or, you know, if you can, however far back you can take it, man, if I hadn't done this, I wouldn't have done this and that and blah, blah, blah. Like it's so cool. The universe is working in our favor. I do believe. So if we let it. It Yeah. (laughs) And it does want to give us what we want. I think we just have to I mean, I don't think, I know we have to be clear on what we want and then we will get it. That's why visualization is so important. Yeah. And in, in my coaching school, they, we would call it, you're always winning the game you're playing. Mm. Um, so you, you are playing or always playing a game and your beliefs are dictating the outcome. So keeping in mind that like the universe is giving you what you want, um, even if it's terrible right now, because there's a part of you that is is sort of putting that out there um, or only willing to see that. I think it reminds me of that clairvoyant interview we were talking about where he's like talking about Vegas. And it sounds like the people who go to Vegas who are just like already kind of in this blah mute mood always come out having lost their asses, right? Yes. <laughs> and then people who go into Vegas being a little more at like optimistic or stoked about it win more often. And he was like, is that a thing? Like, and I think it is, you know, it's very much like if you go around being like, I'm the luckiest person in the world, you're probably gonna notice the $20 bill on the sidewalk every day, you know, or we'll, you'll be open to these things coming to you. But if you're like, God, nothing ever good happens to me, you'll walk right on by that $20 bill because you'll be so in your own shit, you know, that you won't even know it's there. And so, um, I think that's a good reminder to be like, 
not have to be happy go lucky all the time, but, but doing the work and visualizing, yeah, what you want, um, and, mm -hmm. and kind of keeping at bay what you don't want. <laughs> yeah. And having like a layer of being removed a little from like the direct hit of what's happening. Like, um, right now it's cold. Like today it's 20 degrees is the high for where I've decided to move. And, um, <laughs> our electric bill has been terrifying. Okay. Like, I'm like, Oh my God. And I feel like I'm very careful. You know, I'm always like closing doors and turning the thermostat down and whatever. And I have been getting after my husband about it. I'm like, Hey, we don't put it up that high. Okay. It was already this much per month. And he goes, it's just money. <laughs> it's just money. And I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like we'll it will more. be okay. Yeah. We will make more. Um, I mean, the thing is with these kinds of bills too, if you call and you're like, look, I don't got it. You know, they do work with you. Hmm. as far as making payments or paying what you can especially right now and it is just money for right now like if you can remove yourself from the direct force of, and the, that direct hit of what's coming your way and kind of have that perspective there's a lot more happiness to be had because I tell you my husband is a happy dude pretty much <laughs> all the time like he just has this attitude and it makes me think he's a very old soul. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, it's going to yeah. be fine. <laughs> we'll make it's it. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Like I've, he tells me about this time his, he left his wallet on the roof of his car and he had his whole rent in it. Drove off like with like $1,500 mm. cash, lost it. And I'm just like, oh my God, I would have cried for such a long time about that. <laughs> and he's just like, well, fuck. Okay. Got to make some more money. Yeah. It's such a, and, and he could have otherwise gone into this deep depression about it. Like we're saying like, where it's like, why me? The universe hates me. Mm -hmm. And then stayed in that space of, I have no money. And now there's no money. Yeah. <laughs> but instead exactly. it's like, well, all right. Like, what can I do? Getting back into your creative space, I think is huge. Um, Cause we always have options. I just wrote a blog about this, but we're never stuck. We just have to be creative sometimes. And, yes. and it takes blowing the lid off your box of what you think it should look like um, or has to look like sometimes, you know, um, reaching out to your parents if you <laughs> need money, you know, like there's, we always have options, but sometimes it doesn't feel like what we want to reach to. Um, but getting creative and, and keeping that sense of levity about it, I think is really important because it is so easy. That's gets me into a sort of like a primal state so fast is finances. Um, oh yeah. And I think a lot of us are that way. And, and it's like, sometimes it's almost more frustrating to think about it as green paper um, <laughs> or plastic. It's like, it's all fake. <laughs> And yet yeah. it's ruining my life. <laughs> uh <-huh>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, they're just printing more. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> and yeah, yeah and credit cards. I mean, God, credit is all fake anyway. Yeah. It's, um, lended money that nobody really has anyway. That, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's a whole nother topic for another day. I think. Indeed. But, 
yeah. but but yeah I think it's a good reminder to um kind of come back to our ourselves and remind ourselves that we are bigger than our circumstances that we are creators and divine personal power and um we were given all the tools to succeed you know I really believe that um you just that's why I think you need support and accountability and people who also know your vision and so that you sometimes need those people who are like oh no <laughs> you don't get to give up on yourself I know I know what you're capable of and and kind of nudge you in the right direction so yes um I'm grateful to you as one of those people for me yeah. and all the beautiful things we're starting together and I have been thinking how much collaboration means to me, just it's kind of a side note, but that. Oh my gosh, that's the lesson of the year for me is collaboration. <sighs> and also I'm super grateful for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But, yeah, I was thinking how many ideas I have all the time. Like I have ideas just come to me all the time, especially about making businesses or doing other things. And like, it can be overwhelming because I sort of want them all to happen, but I am only one person and I do have a, a short attention span sometimes. So having other people who are like my anchors who kind of take the idea that I am interested in and keep it moving in the direction, you know, I think that's so helpful. <laughs> and, and yeah, it's like, we don't have to do it all ourselves. That's not normal. Yeah, We need people and we need, you know, like-minded people um to have our back and and sort of run the race with us sometimes you think you know and i don't think enough entrepreneurs talk about that or i mean they are starting to now but i really did think i had to do it all my on on my own before you know like i what i like to do is come up with new recipes and make cool products i don't like <laughs> trying to learn graphic design. It makes me want to cry and break things. So, but I like actually spent time, like I bought all the Adobe suite and like wasted precious, precious hours being unhappy and frustrated when I could have reached out sooner to someone else to help me with graphic design. Like just as an example of how valuable collaboration is, you know? Yeah. And that we really aren't alone. No. And and it makes me think of like, I've, I've often referred to myself as a lone wolf and we've been talking about wolves and being these wolf women and wildish women and all these things. And, and um, I think about Abby Wambach's book, which I'm supposed to get today, The Wolf Pack. Mm. And if yes. you, you know, it's like, no, no one travels alone, <laughs> you know? Like if you're a lone wolf, that means you were kicked out of the pack because mm. you weren't getting along. <laughs> essentially or there's something wrong with you that's it's the same right. with dolphins if you run into a lone dolphin like there's probably something wrong with them <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't want to be around yeah <laughs> We're um, pack animals. yeah and i i don't i don't mean to exclude people who feel like they've been excluded from groups and things or felt like they've been cast out personally um just to maybe point out like maybe that wasn't your tribe right and so yeah just as a side note, like if you feel that way, um, be open to the fact that your tribe is right out there and your pack is coming. Um, Cause that's how I literally felt like I had this vision of wanting five or six women that I'm in collaboration with. And I'm now in collaboration with 
three consistently. Um, and so far. so far, and one just popped to my mind last night as I was journaling who I was like, oh my gosh, like could be the missing piece in this one part of my life. And so, um, and I see us all kind of working together eventually, but uh, it just makes me feel so much more expansive too, to be like, I'm not a lone wolf. That sounds terrifying to get your own food, to make all the, you know, like find your own shelter, ward off people, right? Like if you're doing all that by yourself, you're probably gonna die early. Like, cause it's exhausting. It's overwhelming and exhausting every day, but to feel like I have people at my back who I can vent to, who I can talk about things with, it just is like, feels a sense of relief. And like, I don't it know. is the best feeling. Yeah. I like, I've got to say that for sure has been like so pivotal for me is working with other women like you don't have to do this all on your own at all yeah and and I think we're so good at it sometimes like our women are fool ourselves into thinking we're good at doing it all um until we hit burnout and then we're unhappy and crying and thinking we can't do anything mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah it's usually how it goes <laughs> <laughs> and forgetting that we all have those moments, but still not reaching out to our friends. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so hard when you're in that spot. It feels so dark and that you like forget all your tools. Yeah. yeah. But I was proud of myself yesterday that I did use my own coaching tools, which hey. that may sound like a no brainer to some of you, but <laughs> you know, sometimes coaches are better at telling people how to do things than actually implementing them. And I have been very proactively thinking like, if I'm going to continue to be the best coach I can be, then I get to practice my own, what I preach. And so yesterday I danced and I did some breathing exercises and I meditated and I, I was able to excise something out of my brain that was, <laughs> that was keeping me stuck and feeling overwhelmed where I basically was like, here's what I actually need to hold in my hand right now. And I can drop this um, essentially, which I highly recommend. Like, what do I actually have to do right now? And, and get rid of anything that's totally not necessary. Um, and I felt so much better and able to go into my client call with more clarity and feeling grounded in what I'm doing. And, um, so it works, those tools. <laughs> what, what specifically did you do? How did you um, narrow I, down? So, so yeah, I danced and then um, I told Sierra, I had just eaten though. So I felt a little nauseous because I was like <laughs> really shaking it off, you know, it's like really oh, angry, I'm just shaking it off. And then, and then all of a sudden I was like, ooh, don't feel good. Okay, I'm <laughs> so then I kneeled down and I just had a little meditation time um, <laughs> with myself. And then I did the five, five, seven breathing, which is something I teach, um, which there's so many breathing exercises, but breathing in for five, holding for five, breathing out for seven, which um, I think we've done on here. So, and I did that for like, I don't know, six times or seven times until I started feeling more relaxed. Um, because the cool thing about breathing is that you can trick your brain and your autonomic response system into thinking you're relaxed when by breathing relaxed. Um, it's kind of like your brain says, well, I thought I was a crazy person right now, but I'm breathing like a relaxed person. So I must be relaxed. <laughs> oh, I find that so interesting, the biofeedback, right? Like your body is taking cues, your brain is taking cues from your body 
as to how it should be feeling. Yeah. 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 I've noticed that like, I'll be, um, by myself, like have no, no other pressure from other people, just myself. And I'm standing, clenching my fists or holding my breath. And I'm like, gosh, like I am getting faster now. Cause I'm more aware. But as soon as I feel that I'm like, okay, time to breathe, relax. Like, what are you holding on to right now? And it can change your day. Yeah. And what can you let go of? I love that. Like, what am I holding on to so tight right now that I don't need to, um, Oh, seven of wands coming back. Uh (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, letting, realizing in the moment what you, what you can let go of to give yourself some spaciousness, because when everything is closing in and you feel like you're starting to drown, that's usually self-inflicted pressure. Right. And I'm again, not in a judgmental way, but we're so good at that. Like seeing the big picture for better or worse. And like, for me, I get the most overwhelmed when I, when I think about, I have to do this, 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 I owe these people money. I owe this, you right. Like, and all of a sudden I'm just like, it's coming down on me, like this great wave, I guess. And, and just kind of being like, okay, right now in this moment, I don't need to worry about those things. That's not helpful. Thank you. I will set you down for now. We'll come back. But right now this is all I can manage and that's okay. And giving yourself that, like I said, that spaciousness to kind of breathe again and get a little clarity because until you do that, the creativity just flies right out the window. You don't yeah. Have, oh yeah. You can't There's be no creative problem. in a survival space. And maybe this kind of, we can tie into intuition and emotion and the clairvoyancy and our, it's harder to read our intuition when we're blocked with a lot of things, when we're in the chaos, um, when we're letting the chaos take us, it's very hard to actually listen to ourselves and understand what gets to be done in that moment. Yeah. And giving yourself room to find that. I had an interesting experience this week. I, you know, like had a super busy morning. Like I always do. I made pancakes for the kids, took them to school. And I was like, okay, I need to go on a walk to like clear my mind. I'm starting to do that racing thing where you can't get shit done because you're just overthinking it all. And I took Bonnie to the park And I saw someone's uh, like a grocery cart full of blankets and stuff. And I was like, it's like, kind of makes me want to choke up just thinking about it. Cause it's cold here. I'm in Spokane, Washington. It's cold. And I saw this person's cart and I was like, oh man, like that is rough. Like that person probably, I mean, most likely it's a mental health problem, but they also had no one to lean on and they didn't reach out. Mm -hmm. And I kept walking and they were laying sleeping on their side next to this cart that was just on a concrete slab in the park and I just like immediately had this wave of emotion hit me and I was like crying like oh my god and I just booked it home because I felt this intuition you know and I made some pancakes and like put it in a little thing with paper towels and I like had been saving one of my (laughs) marijuana jars and I had no idea why I saved it. Normally I just throw them away or recycle them. And I was like, I'm just going to save this one. So I put syrup in there and I like put some fruit in this bag and I booked it back to the park. And all, all of this was without thinking. Like I just mm. had this intuitive ping and I was struck emotionally by the destitute. Like I just can't, everybody's had hard times, but I've never been sleeping in freezing temperatures overnight on a concrete slab. And I was able to like go back there with Bonnie 
because I actually I couldn't even tell this person like I couldn't tell if it was a man or a woman I couldn't tell the age nothing like really bad shape and I was able to put it in his or her cart without them even waking up and I was just like oh I haven't seen them since I don't know where they went but like I was a I don't know it was a really strange experience to have like this intuitive thing like just go home and make them some fucking pancakes mm -hmm. and then I carried I like was really upset I cried and then I carried on with my day and didn't think about it till later and I was like mm -hmm. oh, I love being in flow like yeah. that is the best feeling yeah and what a cool way to experience it as opposed to this like either guilt-ridden or I wish I had more to give or offer but I don't so out I'm out but just having that like just response of there's something I can do you know whether or not that's the thoughts but she's like I have some I have something I can do about this that's yeah that would, that would really, really meaningful um yeah. to them and I can only imagine especially if it was still a little warm when they ate it like how comforting that would be lovely I'm glad you did that and followed your intuition yeah it was it was a powerful feeling though. And I felt that too. Um, I had this experience where I was making, I just felt called to make turmeric capsules with CBD. And mm -hmm. I just like, I have a little capsule machine and I was going to take them for myself, just like for inflammation. And later that day I got um, approached by my midwife and she sent me this article about how um, CBD helps with HPV. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And so I just like did some research on turmeric and HPV and the two of them together are like very, very powerful, um, whatever, and antivirals. And so because I put them in a capsule, they're perfectly able to be used as suppositories. And so ahead of time, I made these capsules just on an intuitive nudge. And then ended up selling them to someone later that day that was having an HPV breakout and she was due like the following month and she would have had to have a cesarean. And I was just like, oh my gosh, wow. like you guys, even it's sometimes the most subtle things that you can follow, like are really so much bigger. That's so awesome. Yeah. Not about that in a while. That's so crazy. That's so cool. I think you have a, an amazing gift and your sensitivity to energy is um, really powerful and really cool. And I think when we've, like, I know we've both kind of looked at different clairvoyant people lately, recently. Yeah. And like Ashley Wood, she's, she was, she's claimed she was psychic from like young age. Mm -hmm. And so does this other woman that I followed recently. And then the clairvoyant we were listening to last night, this interview, this guy was taught it, um, which I thought in a way that offers, I think, some solace to people who think maybe like I'm not sensitive or I don't have the gift. I'm not innate. And like, for me, I'm like, I've never witnessed spiritual things necessarily while I look like a spirit right now in this lighting. Um, and so there's been a part of me that's like, well, is something wrong with me or will I ever gain those tools to the same level as other people who have been sensitive their whole lives or, um, and so I think there is this way that we can teach ourselves how to listen more acutely to our ourselves. Yeah, that um, the clairvoyant, um, his name is Lauren Cielo, Thank if you. you want to.
follow them. Um, mm. It was just striking, you know, like every time you think that you're in bad shape, you know, there is someone out there that's definitely doing worse than you are if you're going to quantify it in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it just gives us a little perspective sometimes on that for sure. Like, all right. It seems so, so bad sometimes. Like I'll never get out of it, but we will. And we have, you know, yeah, we have a support system thankfully and whatnot, but yeah, I'm so grateful. I have people to reach out to. Like I, I know that would never be my, well, I mean, I guess I have no idea of knowing, but it, I don't think that would ever be my story yeah. because I would always want to reach out to someone or. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah. he was explaining that there's four different types of clairvoyant, clairvoyancy, clairvoyance, and that is clairaudience, which is like hearing voices, clairvoyance, which is like seeing images, clairsentience, which is recognizing feelings, and claircognizance, which is kind of just this knowingness. So some people are drawn to more to one than the other, which I thought was cool when they talked about, like, if you, after seeing a movie, what do you reference first? Is it the soundtrack? Is it the visuals? Is it the emotion part of it? Or is it just like, oh, I knew the be ending from the beginning, right? So that, that's an easy way to sort of be like, huh, I'm more of a clear audience because I, I was more into the sound or I'm more clairvoyant because of like, I was really into the, how it was filmed yeah. yeah and all that and then and so like I think I'm kind of a clairsentience with recognizing feelings I'm very much of a feel person mm -hmm. and also the claircognizance like there's sometimes I just know things about a person like there's something in their aura that I, I would never have referenced its aura before but there's just like a something from them and I, I know something about them like I've known when a woman was pregnant before I've known when um like someone was abused before. Like I just, and I, these are things from years ago that I'm re recalling that I just had this knowingness about it. And so I think a lot of us do, we just either don't, we're not used to tuning in. So we, we kind of just shove it aside really fast or, um, or we think it's a fluke or, or just coincidence. Yeah. yeah. I think that we've come far enough to know that there are no coincidences. But I do agree. I think um, it's a muscle like that you can exercise being intuitive or um, any of the clairs, the clairvoyance, clairsentience. I think yeah. Yeah, I've been trying to like act on it faster and not overthink it because it's so easy. You know, like I got home from seeing this homeless person and I was like, I just think I should bring them some food right now. And my husband was like, do what you want, you know, but bring Bonnie, make sure you like are safe, you know? And I'm like, it would have been easy for me a couple of years ago to be like, oh man, I don't, I don't want to mess with it. You know, I don't, I don't know if it'll be safe or whatever. It's so easy to talk yourself out of things that you feel a certain way about or yeah, like, things our ego is so fast to jump in there um, or our squirrel brain or mammal brain, whatever you want to call it. Like there's, they're all kind of different, but they're not all different, but this, that part of you that shuts it down because it's new, different um, change. Potentially unsafe. Like if the ego, like if 
you should, you can think of it as being on your team, even though you do need to check that bitch <laughs> as often as possible. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I, I know I've mentioned several times in the other podcasts, like go in the face of fear. Like I have to check in with myself constantly. I'm like, am I not wanting to do this because of it's like a real thing? Or is it a fear that I've created? Is it a fear that I won't perform well? Is it a fear that I won't be good enough? Is it a fear that I can't maintain, you know, my composure in that moment? Is it a fear that like, I'm not an expert, right? These things that, those are the fears that are not to your intuition. That's the, so when those fears are the ones popping up, usually that's when I know it's a, I need to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I have told myself, I refuse to do anything based on fear. And so, Um, or not do anything based on fear. So like, that's my tell is very much like, I want to do it right away. And then all of a sudden load up all these things about why I shouldn't do it, you know? (laughs) And so it really is such a subtle cue and a subtle voice or a subtle image or a, you know, that happens so quickly. And then if you don't listen and let it take hold of you, you will find any and every reason to push it away. And I believe. Cause I, I believe our intuition is sort of, is here to help us grow and is, and is here as our, I mean, for those religious types, like I truly believe our intuition is the Holy spirit is like, that's what you would call it. Um, that little voice inside that is truth is pure truth and knows everything. Like, I believe that we all, all of us have all the answers all the time <laughs> for ourselves. We just don't know how to tap into it. Um, so what do you think are some ways we can up-level our intuition? I know we talked about a few ideas. Um, I know some, which I've been getting better about this, but some people recommend journaling, you know, Mm -hmm. like whatever comes through immediately write it down. Cause it is, I always think I can remember everything. And I can't, like, I seriously can't. So I think journaling is a good way to do it. Like if you meditate and keep a journal next to you. Um, But also not giving yourself the time to overthink it. Like I didn't even have my boots laced up (laughs) when I took Bonnie to the park and I like was booking it. And I was just like, no, I am not going to overthink this right now. (laughs) And I think that like um, eliminating the, the time gap. And I don't mean like be rash and rush into things, but it is part of pra- like just practicing. Yeah. So I guess um, I'm trying to think of these moments. I've had some very obvious moments that for me were like leadership roles came around for whatever. And there's immediately this part of me that's like, I'm going to say yes. You know, and there's this part of me that's like, you already know you're going to say yes, <laughs> but I'm going to fight it for a long time because these are all the cons to saying yes. <laughs> Uncomfortability. I'm busy. Like, more time. Busy. Yeah. More money. Like blah, 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 blah. And the yes is usually like personal growth. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's really, sometimes that's the only part of the pro in it. But I'm like, why am I on this planet? if not to grow, like I am not on this planet to be stagnant and comfortable like all the time. So 
So that part, like if you're feeling like it's going to make you uncomfortable, I think that's another good cue. Um, you know, like with you, it's like, you could have been like, this is uncomfortable to go and I could be judged or I could be, or they could all of a sudden wake up in a rage or there's so many things, right? If you had taken the time to like sit with it, that could have come back, like totally stopped you from going. Um, so yeah, so I totally agree with like shortening the time gap, but also yeah, not having the rashness. And so in those moments, how do we know that it's just a rash decision, right? Um, again, I think you have to ask yourself some questions like, is this going to serve my highest purpose? Will this serve my highest self? Um, will this make me backslide in any way or, or like, you know, go back on my values? Um, and I think being um, present, like trying just to be aware of what's going on around you all the time. Like it would have been easy for me to walk by that person. Maybe I wouldn't have even gone to the park, but I like went on this walk to be mindful and to stay present. So I think that, that that's a good way to sharpen your tools or your intuition too at all is just being aware I don't know. I like met, I met someone at the airport one time that way. And I think if I had been in the zone or like had been spaced out or doing something else, I would have missed this amazing opportunity to meet someone cool. But because I had my head up, I was looking around, I was seeing what other people were doing. And then I didn't let myself overthink approaching this person to talk to them. Tell, you know, tell now it's sorry. Um, <laughs> I went so uh, my husband got a job in Baton Rouge when we were living in Phoenix, Arizona. And so we had just had a baby and my baby was not good in the car. Like she would just scream like the most, and like for some reason, I'm sure this happens to a lot of mothers, but it was chilling. Like I just could not handle having my baby crying in the back seat. And so I told him, I said, okay, we're moving. You're going to have to drive the truck and I'm going to fly with the baby because I cannot handle a 22 hour drive with a baby crying in the back seat. Um, and so he did, he drove, I flew. And when I landed at the airport, there was this woman, probably like maybe 20 years older than me doing yoga at the airport. And I had my daughter in one of those front carry packs and I like yoga and I walked up straight up to her without thinking. And it was because I was like on this new adventure. I just moved to a new state. I just arrived and my head was up and I was like, man, that looks fantastic. And I just started doing yoga with her with my baby strapped to my stomach. And I ended up like, we're still friends. <laughs> and this is, this was four years ago now. And as it turned out, she and her, her husband um, is a lobbyist for medical mar well, marijuana reform around the country. Like he helped get dispensaries going in Louisiana, Mississippi. And as it turns out, they own a dispensary here in Washington. And so like, she's been an amazing ally and reference and point of encouragement all because I had my damn head up and wasn't <laughs> overthinking, oh my God, talking to a stranger. You know, like we had so many things in common and she was super nice. And I, it would have been very easy for me as an introvert, kind of shy sometimes to talk to a stranger that way. Yeah. And I just didn't overthink it. That's so awesome. And I know you have many other stories like that, um, that we could share. And I know I do too. And I know everyone listening do does too, I'm sure. Um, 
And so maybe that's another uh, kind of like sign is, is if you can think about what's on the other side, what's the possibilities that could come from it um, instead of like, because usually for me, the negatives are that could come on the other side of it are pretty minimal, right? Like if you had, if you just walked by, right? Like, well, nothing would have come of it. And, you know, so what? <laughs> or if you had said something to her and she'd been like, hey, weirdo, get out of here. You know, like <laughs> the, so even that it's like, well, that honestly, at the end of the day, compared to what came out of it and the beauty of it, like it's pretty minimal, right? And if your intuition is telling you to talk to someone, I, I bet they're going to talk to you too. <laughs> so I, I think some of our, like our best adventures come out of listening to that little voice of like, nah, go down this path, you know, you know, that other path, like go down this one, see what happens, you know, um, very matrixy. Yeah. <laughs> Red pill, blue pill. Mm-hmm. I think maybe a good way like if you're feeling a little bit of fear and that fear is coming from a place of because it's unknown, then you should probably just go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't, I don't want to live from a place of being afraid of what's unknown. No, I mean, because so much is unknown. Yeah, <laughs> it's like everything technically is unknown. So, like, I think that's the truth. Is it's like these fears that we build build up in our heads and how much they are just imagined um, at the end of the day. Okay, so listening to the immediate voice, kind of just like following that voice, not spending a lot of time thinking about it. If it's giving you this feeling of uncomfortability, uh, am I good enough? Um, All those things that are gonna jump into your head right away probably means it's the right move. And journaling, you know, if you get these messages or if you're feeling something like just write it down because you might come back to it and be like, huh, wow, look at what happened from that. And I didn't even think correlate the two. Right. So just starting to get build that up. And I think it does take practice, you know, because I feel like your intuition will never lead you into something that is going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. I firmly believe um, your intuition is not here to put you in a path of harm. We may sometimes of us have learned the hard way by following the rash voice and then coming out on the other side being like, well, maybe that wasn't the best move, right? (laughs) So, um, and I think you get better at kind of knowing what those are. Oh yeah. And I think I've definitely, for every story I have where I was like, and that is another example of magic. I mean, like I've had plenty on the other side of times I talked myself out of doing things and I still wonder like, man, what if I had behaved differently or chosen the red pill in that circumstance instead of the fear-based one or the judgment-based one or whatever other human vice I was struggling with at that second. (laughs) Yeah. But I think even with those moments, you know, recognizing that you're exactly where you're meant to be right now. And Mm -hmm. while the universe threw that little line out there for you and you didn't catch on to it this time, it probably did it again. And you, you caught a different one or, you know, the same opportunity sometimes presents itself a couple of times when your intuition's really pushy. (laughs) It's like, oh no, you are going to do this thing. You really don't think you want to do. You know, I love when people are like, I'll never do this. I was like, oh, really? Hmm. Really? 
Record yourself I, I, saying that and see what yeah. happens. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never speak in front of people. I'll never, you know, write a book. I'll never be the top of my class or whatever it is. Like, I no. felt like that about a podcast. I was mm. like, no, no, I don't use my voice in that way. That's not how I, that's not my gift, you know? And here I am. Yeah. Episode seven. Yay. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. That's so cool. I think we're coming near the end of our time. We probably so we might have gone over. Yeah. <laughs> this so was good though. Yeah. This has been fun. I hope you all have enjoyed it. One aside in terms of like being able to better hear your voice, your inner voice, you know, I kind of think of it as like this school bus with all these voices in the back, like yelling at us all the time. And you got to just know that your intuition is the bus driver <laughs> and they're just, yep, it's all back there, but I'm not turning around, right? Like this is my mission and I'm going. And so, um, knowing that those voices will be there, but, but do the work to let them kind of fade a little bit. And to be really in touch with your own your own voice. Like, I definitely believe in taking care of your temple, you know, like getting enough rest and drinking water and don't imbibe too much and eat healthy, but also you can practice by intuitive eating, you know, mm. like really pay attention when you're eating, if something's agreeing with you or not, or when you're full or all these, all these like super simple exercises can make you so much more in tune with yourself. Yeah. Gut wisdom. We call it yes. in health coaching. Um, we all have it. We all, that's why there's no one diet for everyone. Um, because your body is unique. So only, you know, what's best for it. Um, even if you don't think so, I'm not saying that you don't need coaches who can help you tap into that, but, but yeah, be really aware. Like there's certain foods that make you feel really energized and clean and awesome. And then there's some foods that make you feel really lethargic and blah, and will suck your energy and your inspiration. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a powerful tool to keep in mind. Yeah. Take care of yourselves. It's all part of it, right? Mind, body, soul, the whole thing, the whole shebang is all needs to work together as much as possible. And when it does, it's, it's really like this cool flowing machine, exciting stuff. Yes. Well, thanks and for joining us, everybody. And yes. Happy new moon. Be intentional about what you want to bring in. Mm -hmm. Yes. Space, yep. Right. As the moon grows, then your intentions grow as well. So yeah, it's what you want to bring in. Cool. What do you want to bring in? I can put you on the spot. I got to think about it too. <laughs> I think definitely this intuitive muscle that I've been working out, like for sure. I want to keep working on that. And I do like, um, looking back at the last month, you know, last new moon, I can like look at the whole lunar cycle now and be like, wow, I really have been releasing second guessing myself. And I think that was like a pretty important thing to let go of as far as hearing your intuitive voice, you have to let go of all the doubt. Yeah. And I want to really be intentional about like my self-worth and the way that I'm portraying myself and owning uh, that I am exactly where I am meant to be but also that I am more than I think I am. I have an intention to create a lot of money this week. Um, so abundance I'm bringing in as well. And um, part of that is my self-worth because of my rates and all those things and saying yes to cool opportunities. So 
Yeah. I'm excited for our next week to see where we're at by then. Yeah. If you want to share any of your um, intentions for this next lunar cycle, or I mean, just the next two weeks, even uh, come visit us on our Facebook group. Yeah. Or if you post in your own, just hashtag thrive responsibly so we can follow yes. you and be, feel a little bit involved. And yeah, wherever you're listening, if you wouldn't mind following us, that helps us a lot as well. Um, we're going to start bringing guests onto our show. Not a lot, but um, here and there to kind of spice things up. Not that we don't love talking to ourselves and each other, yeah. but collaboration is everything. We are not alone. It is yeah. definitely part of this human experience to work with other people. Yes. So I'm excited for that. And if you are interested in being a guest, like you have something really cool that you're into that you think helps other people thrive, then feel free to reach out to us on our Facebook page too. Yes. Can't wait to hear from you. Bye. <laughs>